Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. Oh, thank you. Oh, nice crowd. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Back at our normal time and place. I know. And, and what's busy. nice is both of you clap as well. Oh, of course. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. is that yeah. in the contract? I, I did is. note it at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of my paycheck what, what the signature said. You didn't, you, yeah. Megan? I, I noted yeah, that. I'd, yeah. I'd be <laughs> clapping a little harder. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> hey, uh, Sunday. Yeah. And, and these shows come out once a week, our podcast. By the way, la- was it last week, David Proust? What did we hit? What number? 150. 150 wow. episodes. Oh, my. That's pretty good. That, yeah. That is, yeah. That's pretty nice good. Nice one, guys. That's 150 opinions. Yeah, that's right. a that's lot right. of opinions. Yeah, yeah. Keep them coming, Jerry. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the heart of the matter here. Hey, uh, last Sunday, and I want to give some thank yous, actually, and recognize a few people. We had a podcast last Sunday, which will air. I think we're moving this one kind of out of order, right, David? Uh, we're going to yeah. put the an episode in which we announced and showcased the winners of the Cincinnati Musician Activist Talent Search, uh, driven by Noel Paul Stuckey of Peter, Paul, and Mary. It was phenomenal. It was very Noel cool. Paul Stuckey of Peter, Paul, and Mary came to Cincinnati, came to the Folk School Coffee Parlor, performed and he will be on this next episode and we hear uh, and he and jerry sang blowing in the wind and i'm not going to joke about it. it was pretty cool it was a pretty cool moment it was it was a, a lot of fun but he may <laughs> he may never do that again well yeah. it's, it scarred a few people it, it may have left a scar he did have a pained expression i'll have to you show you the picture that i took <laughs> i got he one looked, picture yeah. that kind of shows that it, it was it was excellent and was uh and by the way, and thank you to Ann and David yeah. Altman, uh, the owners of a wonderful home in a neighborhood called Hyde Park in Cincinnati, and they hosted this party. And they were like, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 people packed into this beautiful Tudor home. And they heard uh, not only uh, Noel Paul sing again, and, with, and they did Blowing in the Wind, and they did uh, also ended it with uh, this land is your land, cool. and Noel Paul wrote a verse or two that a verse that was uh, pertinent to Cincinnati and the activism here. Because the whole point was, and and out of twenty four applicants from the greater Cincinnati area, four winners were chosen. They were all winners. They they were winners at a slightly different level. The grand winner, and let's give recognition to those two, are Casey Campbell and Crystal Peterson. So I yeah. want to congratulate. And they won because their submission was wonderful. They oh, are, results, yeah. and they're great artists. And Crystal is Crystal Peterson in the Queen City Band, and Casey is a key member of Buffalo Wobs in the Price Hill Hustle, and a solo artist himself. And they're very competent, very trained people. Their roots are actually in sort of church music, mm-hmm. which is an inter- interesting story. But they're now going to work to create a multimedia, which means a documentary. So it'll have music and it will have visuals. They've got a uh, uh, filmmaking partner who's going to shoot video of this, actually in video form, I assume. And it's going to 
tell the story of the civil rights music of the 60s that was a tool. Here again, music as a tool for social justice. And they're going to take those songs and merge them with new songs that they're writing and tell that story because the racial issues of America are not over. We're far beyond where we were in the 1950s and 60s. Everyone would recognize that. But we have so much work still to do. So that's the work they're going to do. And then just to give a nod to the three uh, runners-up, Harpeth Rising, uh, River in Tennessee, the Harpeth River. Their name is Harpeth Rising. And they are incredible. Three young women who are graduates, as I understand it, from Indiana University in classical music. And they created this group, a viola, a claw hammer, banjo, and a fiddle. And they have this beautiful music. uh, And so, at any rate, they're a runner-up. K-Drama, also known as Regis Jones, is one of the... He's a, a rapper, He's incredible, and his story is amazing. And then uh, finally, the Tillers. And the Tillers are going to work with a thing called uh, Sailor Park uh, Sustains, which is an effort to encourage urban farming, among other things. Mm -hmm. So the night was amazing. We did a podcast. We did a fundraising party. And then we ended it all at this amazing place in uh, Covington called Octave. And we did an after party. This whole thing ended at like midnight. It was quite amazing. So thank you to everybody who was part of that. Uh, Ambient Studios got in on this, helping this happen. Uh, Panoptic Media, Jim Pruce, uh, David Pruce is with Ambient. And they got a great compliment. Imagine this if you're sound people and video people. And uh, Noel Paul Stuckey comes over who has had that incredible run with Peter, Paul, and Mary and still making money. Uh, making music and he walks over to these guys and he says i've been with you for uh well two of the events the third octave was done by other sound people and he says i i know what good sound is and you guys are really good and i knew that would be the case too because they are they they are our uh, people and they're how come amazing my mic was turned off though during the song it's weird how that happened. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That was know, just that soon, was just a fluke. As soon as you started singing, I can't grab that gain knob fast enough. <laughs> yeah, it went down. It's a little bit of payback, I guess you would call it. You know. Um, so anyway, it, it was amazing, and uh, thanks to everybody, and thank you to Jerry because yeah. uh, Jerry helped in multiple ways. Uh, all kidding aside, helped with uh, emceeing the event at the house party. And uh, it was part of the entertainment package yeah. and, and then helped uh, with uh, some very generous donations to help us meet our goal. We're trying to raise $20,000 to make this happen in Cincinnati. And very quickly, you put the whole thing together. I mean, honestly, yeah. this was your project, your idea, and uh, you've just been working on this behind the scenes. You know, if you would put so much work into the podcast, I'd appreciate it. But anyway, you put the... <laughs> no, hey, it's hey. a fair point. Yeah. No, he makes a fair yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. But you notice I never get defensive. The, yeah. Yeah. the one-line the, email that says, we have a show tonight, that's not yeah. a rundown. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mine is, is it tonight? Is it on? Yeah. Are we on for tonight? <laughs> We're on, We're on for it. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so it, it was great. The whole thing worked. Appreciate it. I, and uh, yeah, Liz Sunday was, it wasn't yeah. just, actually, it, to be honest, to put it all together, it, it, you couldn't delegate much, and it was Liz Sunday. Uh, yeah. That's uh, Noel Paul Stuckey's daughter, by the way, a great teammate on this. Um, 
I want to jump over to you for a second, Jerry. Something we learned at the house party and here. Uh, your singing of Blowing in the Wind was quite amazing. It, that, is a, that is a word for it. It was quite amazing. <laughs> it, it, it was there. And I, and I would like to ask this of you, Jerry, and I want yeah. to ask it in front of Catfish and Casey, the people who are uh, yeah. the key people here at the Folk School Coffee Casey's Parlor. Like, really, though? Now, Catfish, I observe it. There are a number of people who teach on the side. These are starving artists who are trying to get their bills paid every year. And they come in here. Scotty Reisner comes in from Buffalo Wobs and teaches mandolin. And Hannah teaches ukulele. And it just goes on. Maria teaches guitar. You're busy. Would you come in and let people sign up on a sheet and do some voice lessons for people, specifically (laughs) within folk music? Remember back in the 80s when Nancy Reagan in response to the drug problems they just, just say, say no, no. <laughs> are similar you, are you saying no to drugs i have said i thought you were going to say that was a failed something uh, yeah. that failed it was meant to do well now, alcohol you could smell but you you don't know with the drugs do you with the drugs by the way we have yeah. coming on a little bit ryan sinclair from lexington ohio she's an amazing yeah. singer Welcoming Bravo. back to the program. Second time. Yeah. Her yeah. second visit to this podcast. Jerry, let me return to that for just a second. Getting you to teach uh, <laughs> some singing. Uh, you say no to everything. We've yeah. asked you to run wild with Bear Grylls. No, I'm not doing it. Ask We've you. asked you to rock climb in the Red River Gorge. No, I'm not doing Asking it. Asking to crush a rushing yeah. river on foot. Wouldn't do it. Won't well, do it. <laughs> won't, won't come in. Just He's got Megan. He could come in. He's got a freaking jet. He could come in here and teach him they could just some voice lessons. Yeah. They could drop him in. Well, the difference is on those things I say no to is because I could be hurt. When I teach other people to sing, they could be hurt. It's very responsible of you. It's very responsible. So I'm just thinking of other people. Why, why couldn't we just? I, I don't want to beat this to death. But let me just ask. <laughs> why couldn't we have one time, uh, a half hour, and we put it? We could put this up on the window, and I bet we look at Casey. What a great going reality right on. show! She's right on. Me teaching. One time, a half hour lesson. The goal, Casey. Okay. One, one time, time only. Yeah, yeah. Limited hey, Casey, time engagement. Sure. One time only. So but why Gene, couldn't what? the goal be in one half hour, Megan, that everybody leaves here? Able to sing "Blowing in the Wind" I one song as well as he can. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I just thought of it. Oh, no. Uh, no, when he's going to do it. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to R- do rest it. Rest easy. No, when I did um, the musical Chicago. Yes, on, I saw it on Broadway. I saw it on Broadway okay. with my first they, wife Bonnie. We yeah. were there. Yeah, and but in the rehearsals for it. Oh, that'd I, be so cool. Well, yeah, the rehearsals for it. They literally gave me an instructor really? to, to sing. And I had to, uh, you know, obviously I didn't know how to sing. So you had to, they give you scales uh, to do uh, like uh, in the show. It's an instrument. Your and voice you go is around instrument. all day and you have to sing from down here. Yeah. I didn't know that. Diaphragmatic yeah. breathing. It's crazy. Oh, big words yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Holy I never cow. quite got that. You thought that was like and a birth control device. And how long were you on Broadway, Jerry? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's right, you did. You played Billy Flynn in Chicago, didn't you? Yeah. That's that such was, a cool thing. That was, a, yeah, it was exciting, but I'll never do it again. 
Well, all right. I tried. I tried. Tried, Casey. Sorry. Sign up, Gene. Why don't I you would be take my the class. Student? Are you kidding me? I would take the class. Are you going to do it? Oh, He's going to do it. it. We put it up already. It's already up. Blowing in the wind. I gotta just say, blowing in the wind. Blowing in the wind. That's all I we're can, doing. I can sing anything in indeed the that has just three chords. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, they, they're probably not hearing this because they're in the back of the room, but Casey Campbell just said, and I love it, blowing in the wind, comma, the master class. <laughs> it's a master class. All right. Let me wow. ask you a, a question, Jerry. I tell you, Gene. There's no way to stop <laughs> on, another, <laughs> on another topic unrelated. Yeah. Yes. When you come into Cincinnati, and it happened Sunday, and I saw it, Megan, and maybe you saw it. I, I, I think I know where you're going with this, and I think I know exactly what, yeah. When yep. he comes to Cincinnati and gets a rental, a rental car. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he had Sunday. It was a Toyota Camry. It sure was. That's what it was. I didn't recognize it. Is that what it was? <laughs> It was yes, it was a Toyota Camry. Okay, he's driving because uh, listen, I took I'm driving admitting. lessons. I yeah, no, I know at, you have a in college. Wait a second, do you have a license? Do you have a license? Would you take out your license and show Please. it to us? <laughs> Are you willing? Would you take out your license and show it to us? I don't mean to be I disrespectful, I do, but I mean no. When I showed up to vote, they he has a George it. Costanza wallet. Look at that. He does. It's, it's about that big. It. Uh -huh. I have a receipt from 17 <laughs> years ago. I might need it one day. Oh. I know. Oh, what are all these? Oh my! Oh, look at this. I'm sorry. So anyway, he's parked Those right centuries. out front. If anyone would like to run, catch up with Jerry afterwards. Who wants no, to catch not. up with no. Jerry after the podcast? My grandson's learning the wrong thing. No, I, I swear to God, he said to me. <laughs> so you do have one. Hey! 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 He said, uh, hey, no. He said, can I have some Franklins? Oh, for the love. <laughs> I said, yeah. how they say Franklins, not Benjamins anymore? That's crazy. It's all changed. These kids, these days. All right, let's see if he has, let's see if the date is right. Oh, that's right, he says Benjamins. That's a Florida driver's license. <laughs> He's legal. Jerry Springer's legal. All right. What is it like? No, serious question. What's it like to drive a, just a normal car like Megan and I drive for real? We have those cars. Like a normal human car. A normal car. car. But do you... Non-Bentley. Uh, I admire was, you, by the way, that you do that. You come in, you get a rental car, and you get a rental car. You don't, like, ask for the whatever. Well, I did, but they didn't have it. <laughs> no, I see. Turns out in, in, in the Cincinnati airport, can't rent a Bentley. Can't, no. That well, that's what I was thinking. No Bentleys, Bentley. no Maseratis. What is that What about? is it? Yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I drove, and it's a, you got to pay attention when you drive. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, seriously, Jerry followed no, in the me. limo, you just take a nap in the back. Yeah. Get on your phone, and, talk to uh, And yeah. you know you're there because someone opens the door for you. The, he again, the troubles, trials, and tribulations you of Jerry Springer's life. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but he followed, he followed all of us. We did kind of a caravan down mm -hmm. from the podcast. I saw him trying to park there. up in Hyde Park. That was cute. Yeah. That was <laughs> That was a little difficult. <laughs> and now they have a screen where you can see what's behind you? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they've you not, you've never had, never Here, mind. Here is a question, and do you, uh, everybody here can relate to this. We all have GPSs on our phones. Yeah. You use it all the time. I mean, I have one in my car. You may I have use, one in your car. Yeah, I use this all the time. It's the phone. Yep. 
And, and if mine's Android and I just hit the okay Google thing and I say navigate to mm -hmm. and I put in an address and it's, it takes me there. Serious question. Do you know how to do... Let's see, he pulled... <laughs> you can't see this, but he pulls out a flip phone. That does not hit... Hyde Park! <laughs> <laughs> no response from a flip phone. A 1984 good. flip phone. No, you, no do you know uh, how to use... Because you do carry an iPhone, too, that you yeah. use for other purposes... Do you use the GPS on it or not? Serious question. I suspect the answer is no. Do I, you? I, um, sometimes we do. You still, I mean, we. You're still printing out trip Mickey texts, aren't I. you? Yeah, trip you're, texts from AAA. <laughs> yep. I no, know if, that you if are. If we have direction. Yeah, that, that's right. And it lists out the, not the talking part. You don't do that. No, because it's another woman telling you what to do. Oh, my God. Here we go. Actually, mine is Stephen 1980. Colbert. 1980. I mean, how many? You know? You can change the voices. Mine had Stephen yeah. Colbert on it for a while. Hit who? Stephen Colbert did Waze really? for a while. It was great. Because I was thinking yeah. of coming up with an app where you'd have, like, really one that does, some like, rough talk. Well, the, like, there's one that has, um, you can do boy bands that sing you the directions. Stephen okay, Colbert did it for, so oh, yeah. So there is such an app. It's, and, sorry, Jane. Yeah. And there goes that looking, a million dollar idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, why I'm still sitting here. You know? <laughs> anyway. I was, it was funny to see you pull up in a Camry. It really was. Yeah, I mean, it's just normal. Actually, to be all kidding aside, Jerry Springer is a good guy, and he's very down to earth. He really is. He's very down to earth. So, Except for when he did it. Now, so that, that, that doesn't surprise me at all that he uh, pulls up in that. Jerry. Yes. Straight-up question, is Donald Trump dangerous? Yeah, and that's it for tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent show, Jer. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. <laughs> it's just like Gene's oh, rundown. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, and it gets worse. It gets worse every day. We can't keep up. You know, one of the negatives with the podcast is that by the time it gets broadcast, this is even true with daily news, by the time it goes to print or on the computer or whatever, it's, um, something else has happened. So it's happening so fast. The whole White House is collapsing. I mean, you know, it's like a fire sale. Everyone's running out of there as quickly as they can get out. The bigger question is why the heck did they sign up to work for him in the first place? Um, but anyway, is he dangerous? Yes. And there are a bunch of reasons, not the least of which is... I believe, and this is not an overstatement, I believe he is a serious threat to democracy. This last week, he spoke at a Republican fundraiser and someone had taped his talk. And it was right after uh, Xi Jinping, the, uh, the leader of China, had changed the rules and decided that he could be emperor for life. In other words, there's no more voting. He's going to stay, as long as he's alive, he's going to stay the head of China, remembering that one out of every four or five people on the planet Earth is Chinese. So that's really pretty significant, a major dictator. So Trump was commenting on that and praising him. Not that one quarter of the Earth is suddenly going to clearly be under a dictator now, no more vote, even if the vote was, you know suspect in China, now they're blatantly saying, I'm the leader for life. And Trump praises the guy. Now, there's a strong leader. And he said, and I'm quoting, 
Isn't that great? Maybe we should try it here. President for life. Now, in fairness, he was he said that as a joke, but as you know, when you tell a joke, there's some part of it in your subconscious that is the truth. And if he could sign, if someone would hand him a piece of paper and say, you know what, we've been thinking, you can be our president for as long as you live, you know he would sign it. He wouldn't do what George Washington did, a legitimate president, a legitimate hero, and say, no, two terms is enough, we don't want to have a king here, and I'm not going to serve any longer. It's the latest example of his lack of respect for democracy. He loves authoritarian rulers, whether it's this uh, Xi Jinping of China, whether it's Putin, whether it's the head of Turkey, the Philippines, his constant chipping away at democracy, uh, letting our elections be tampered with and not wanting to pursue the investigations into it. That didn't seem to bother him. Uh, his undercutting the legitimacy of our courts and our, our judicial system, criminalizing opponents, lock her up, flaunting the law, believing that he's above the law, that it shouldn't apply to him or his family. Now, perhaps at some level, it's because he can't really support democracy because if we really had full democracy here in America, he wouldn't be president. I mean, he lives with this notion that he got beaten by Hillary by three million votes. And then even the Electoral College now, which is hardly democratic to begin with, the way it was originally set up, but even that now is called into question with the influence that the Russians had um, on the election in those states, which made the difference of him becoming president, even though he got three million less votes than, than Hillary. So he can't, you know, democracy is not something that has given him power. That is not something that has met any of his needs. And how serious is this? Look what's going on in the world. More and more democratic societies, such as in Europe, are sliding towards a kind of authoritarianism. The right wing is gaining strength in a whole bunch of countries in Europe that historically, at least for the last half century, have been democratic. And America, whenever this happens, has been the world's, in Lincoln's words, last best hope of democracy. Throughout history, whenever, since America's been around, whenever we had dictatorships rising up, tyrannies rising up, America has been the one bulwark against totalitarian governments. So American lives were sacrificed to take on a Hitler, to take on a Mussolini, to take on Japan and then to take on communism for 50 years. We were the democracy against totalitarian governments around the world. That's who we are. But now democracy is on the ropes in these other countries. And it's important to see what's happening there and what's happening in our country. 
virtually every, well, virtually every country in the world, but other country in the world, but let's say the countries of Europe, they are countries, they became countries because what makes them a country is virtually, there's few exceptions in the numbers, but generally 90% of the people of each of these European countries are of the same race, the same religion, the same ethnicity, they have the same ancestry. So the French have been French for hundreds of years. And they're all, they're all alike in terms of those categories. And the same with the Spanish and the same with the Germans. In other words, it's, so what is happening now that you have this mass migration taking place in the world because of the trouble in the Middle East and also Africa, there's a great migration, people trying to escape the horrors of where they are as they go through Europe. These countries now feel their very basis is being attacked because they've always been a monolithic society of the same race, the same religion, the same ethnicity, and suddenly all these other people are coming in. So that really does change what that country is. And that's why you're getting this protest and why you get the right wing suddenly having a constituency because the people that have been in these countries say, hey, we don't want to change. That is what has defined those countries. And now come across the Atlantic and you come to America. As I've said on other occasions, the only thing which makes us a country is an idea. You see, we don't have a common ancestry. We Americans don't have a common race. We don't have a common religion. We don't have a common ancestry where our parents are from. All our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents came from different places. So what defines a country doesn't define America. What makes us a country and why men, young men and women have fought and died for this country is the idea America. That's all we have. That's all we have. That's what makes us American. Nothing else. So when we suddenly, for the first time in our history, have a president who disrespects and wants to tear down this idea America, and the idea of America is that we would be the one place on earth where it wouldn't matter what your religion was, what your ethnicity was, where your parents were from. As articulated in the Declaration of Independence, the ideal was that we eventually wouldn't even matter where race, what race you were, that this was a place on earth that people could come to be free, pursue their dreams, and be the best they can be. That's America. It's the only thing which makes us a country. So if you oppose that idea, if you're against the concept of a multicultural America, if you're against the principles in the Declaration of Independence, if you oppose the principles of the Constitution, of a, of a, uh, of a government that has a separation of powers, of the Bill of Rights, if you oppose the idea of a judicial system, of an independent judicial system. If you are against this idea, you are against the only thing that makes us a country. And that is the threat 
to America. This is not about partisanship. That's a cop-out. The people that are supporting Trump and are trying to have a moral equivalence by saying, well, you know, it's politics. He's done some bad things, Democrat. This isn't about partisanship. It's about patriotism. You don't make America great again by being against the idea America. This movement to stop, this is why we fight. This is why we resist. This anti-Trump movement is not partisanship. It's patriotism. There is right now, having nothing to do with political party, there's a threat against the idea America. And every day there's new evidence to it. And look what's going on in Europe. And look what happened to us in the 1930s on this planet. I'm telling you, we better wake up. This isn't politics as usual. You care about this country. You make sure that someone like Trump is not president of the United States. Thank you, Jerry. And as Gene mentioned earlier in the show this evening, we have with us for the second time Ryan Sinclair. Ryan, if you want to go ahead and come on up and get ready. Ryan is joining us from Lexington, Kentucky. And she's actually, when she gets up here, she's one of the younger performers that we have had on the show. Um, last time she was on, we got to speak with her and her mom. So, How you doing, Ryan? Great. And, and how old are you, Ryan? 17. Uh, can we see your driver's license? <laughs> we ID at the door now. <laughs> and her mom is an accompanist. And her mom is an accompanist, yeah. yeah. Welcome back, both Part of, of her band. Nice to see you again. You too. So what have you been up to since the last time we saw you, Ryan? Oh, just uh, recording an album. Recording, um, you know, just going to school, recording an album. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, do you go to school or are you homeschooled? I'm homeschooled. You're homeschooled. Okay, so you're busy. Got stuff going on. Yeah. So when is this album going to be coming out? Do you know? Um, I believe June. In June of this year? Yes. Very cool. Well, the first song that you have for us this evening is called Barnstormer. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Well, why don't you take it away, and then we'll talk a little bit after this first song. All right. Always running around these old ghost towns with nothing but the wind to carry me.
Write most of your music as well, correct? Yes. So where do you, a seventeen-year-old, get inspiration for a song like that? It's very, um, it's beautifully written. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know, just life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not quite sure. It's, it's just, it's just seems so much. All it seems like it's coming from such a more mature place than you would expect a seventeen-year-old to be able to. It's really beautiful. Well, thank really, you. really beautiful. Thank now, who else is up here with you? We've met your mom before. If you would reintroduce her. Yes, that's Tony Karpinski. And uh, that's Brandon Boger on uh, Shaker and yeah. also Fiddle. And uh, that's Jeff Bender on bass. Excellent. That's great to have you guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Ryan, none of you have taken your singing lessons from me, right? You're Correct. not in my <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. They're on pitch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good luck on your next job. <laughs> hey, Ryan, uh, when you do this, and you've got your mom to your right as we're looking at you. And by the way, she is very good. She yeah. is a very good singer all by herself. And did did your mom perform? I should ask her, but did you perform before Ryan started to perform on your um, own? Just all my life, you know, in school, church, that kind of thing. Okay. And then Ryan started really early. That's my mom right there. And she started wow, in the singing audience, she has her the mom. three of us in church a lot. So Wow, three uh, generations that's really singing. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. Excellent. And uh, the dynamics of just making this work, Ryan, making the band work. Mm -hmm. Do you, serious question, do you run the band? Is it, is it your Vision. Oh. Vision and your power that says, hey, we're going to do this this way and call out people if they make mistakes, etc. Typical of band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so. Bring yeah, back a little so. bit of opinion on yeah. that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but that's, again, like that's so beyond, I mean, 17 I years old. I being admire the heck out of it. Heck that. yeah, man. That's really cool. Very, very cool. Oh, what's your next song for us tonight? Um, this one's called The Hourglass. The Hourglass. All right. 
Oh, she's getting tuned up there. You can check out ryansinclair.com, and that's R-H-Y-A-N, Sinclair.com. Check out more of her music.
If I pave a road on the map If I leave a light on the path If I never let go of the love I have Oh, am I more than the We talked this whole weekend. I'm sure you heard us talking, Ryan. Uh, we, you know, got to meet Noel Paul Stuckey and talk about the next generation and all the, uh, you know, passing on this. This, this. it's amazing, isn't it? It's so yeah. cool, like it to is. have this follow it up it's on amazing. Tuesday. Very, very cool. So, yeah, who, quick, who were some of your influences? Yeah. Sorry, Jane. No, I want to no, know yeah, who, who are you listening to? Um, well, uh, Dolly Parton and Emmy Lou Harris yeah. and Linda Ronstadt, that whole, that whole trio, wow. um, <laughs> individually mean, yeah. and, and yeah. Um, yeah, together. Um, and gosh, um, so many more. I can't even. And is that your mom's think. influence and your grandma's influence? Just from being, you said she said you guys were in church and things like that. Yeah, is that where that um, came from? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, the way you put really it together sure. is absolutely beautiful. It really is. That's a very moving song. And your album is going to be called Barn. The, I'm sorry, I'm gonna read it right. The Barnstormer, and that's coming out in spring or summer of this year. Correct? Yes. Well, we yes. really look forward to that. Hey, we Ryan, really do. One other quick question. Uh, do you know Erin Coburn by any chance? I don't. No. Okay, so she is a performer from Kentucky, the northern Kentucky area. Mm-hmm. I think she's and 15. does a lot of blues. She's 16. She's been on our podcast a couple times. Very cool. She's homeschooled. You're homeschooled. Do you do homeschooling because it gives you obviously all this flexibility to chase your art and uh, travel, etc.? Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. And were you? When were you last in formal schooling? Was it last year or the year before? Um. Kindergarten. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so you were homeschooled all through grade school as Very well cool. then? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, we look forward to that album, and we're going to ask for you to um, to sing with Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> down oh, by the riverside. Yeah. This is a reason to close down the homeschool. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. He's, he's, yeah. I apologize. He's riding high after this weekend. Done. He had such a nice time singing with Noel Paul, so we'll hope he doesn't ruin it for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to put a list here, the people whose careers just... Just one by one, ticking them off. (laughs) But again, please go to uh, ryansinclair.com. That's R-H-Y-A-N, Sinclair.com, and check her music out. And uh, thanks for being back with us again, and take us on out down by the riverside. Check out our website, jerryspringer.com.